When you're vaguely left and you don't have friends, listen to the Moral Hazard Podcast. Hey everybody, what's going on? <clears throat> I, uh, and to me it looks like Joe Biden is going to be our next president, huh? Oh boy. I get a kick out of the response that you'll see from these liberals who... God damn, excuse me, I'm driving home from work. I'm commuting now an hour every day to and from work, which... An hour there, an hour back, which is not as bad as some people's, but that's exhausting. Anyway. Have any of y'all caught the flame war on, uh... Mostly Twitter, I guess. <clears throat> the flame war is going on about... Uh, you, you have to vote for Biden. You know, the lesser of two evils. This is the thing you gotta do. And now... Those same people... Chankier... <clears throat> are losing their fucking minds... Because Biden... With, with every cabinet appointment he makes... And it's... It's awesome to watch. I didn't vote for the guy. I wrote Bernie in. Um, I live in Pennsylvania. It is a swing state. But I made that decision that it's worth more to make a statement. I know people say that you can't make a statement. There's no, like, democratic individual to receive the statement. You're just throwing a temper tantrum. I disagree. I think every year we talk about, when these elections come up, we talk about who's gettable, who's not gettable. You know, how do we push the party this way or that way? What do certain candidates have to do to reach these voters? I think if enough of us just said, no, we're not going to vote for your immoral horse shit, they would realize they needed us. And it looks like Biden won by a narrow edge, or a razor's edge, so... But the lesson they'll probably take anyway is, yeah, we don't need to, but... Whatever. I've registered my dissent. I'm not voting for this horse shit. But the people who did vote for him and demanded that we voted for him and assured us that they would push him left after he got elected with their zero leverage. They assured us that they were going to do that job and now they're sitting back crying that he's appointing these ghouls and monsters, these fucking near tandem types to his cabinet. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's Joe Biden. That's, that's who Joe Biden is. What the fuck? What did you expect? We've been fighting people like near tandem for fucking, well, some people for fucking 50 years, but since at least the last, I don't know, since 08, we know who these people are, people like Joe Biden, and he gets in office and does what Joe Biden do, and people are all fucking whining about it on Facebook, and it's like, is this, you're pushing them left, is this what you're doing? You gotta love AOC in them. I wrote a strongly worded letter urging him not to put people like this in his cabinet. It's like, you, these people fundamentally don't understand power. And they don't understand, like, society. They don't understand anything. They don't understand shit. And I like AOC. I'm not trying to trash AOC. I mean, I guess writing that letter is better than nothing. Um, if you're gonna, you know, tell everyone to vote for him anyway. Um, maybe they feel like that's all they can do. I, I don't know. Maybe she was too busy on a Twitch stream playing video games in fucking public when people were deciding whether or not to tell people to vote for him. 
I think that shit's fucking humiliating. Don't fucking twitch stream. You're a sitting congresswoman. Don't do it. There's books to read. Anyway. So yeah, Joe Biden's gonna get in there and he's gonna put in the same ghouls and goblins that Obama, you know, leaned on and the Clintons and the fucking uh, people to gigs, gigs of the world. And it's gonna be pretty hellish. And then it gets better. After four years of that horseshit, we get Kamala Harris as president because she is going to be the next president and the first woman president. It's so funny. I was thinking, how fucked up is it that all the first fill in the blanks, first, um, well, first black president, now probably the first black female president, and a lot of these, uh, not superlatives, but firsts for lack of a better word, are all children of immigrants. It's like... <laughs> it's like yeah, any country in the world, any minority group, has an elite from which you can pull and fill a fucking... Like Obama, yeah, he was the first black president. But besides the window dressing like of it, it said nothing about the advancement of the black community. Not that there hasn't been um, some advancements along with it. I mean, I guess it says something about the mentality of electing someone who is dark-complexioned. But Obama's not a... I mean, he's he's a black American. (laughs) A long-form birth certificate. But he's not of the same social caste that people are speaking of when they refer to black Americans. And same with uh, Kamala Harris. Yeah, she's a black woman, and there's Part of being black in America is just being black in America and how the broader society treats you. I understand that. And the roles you pick up. I've known a couple of black um, immigrant... uh, When I was growing up, there were a number of immigrant kids whose families were from Haiti or Africa or the Caribbean, wherever, who took on all the, you know, persona and, and cultural baggage of black Americans. And you wouldn't know that they were, like, some of them immigrants, some of them children of immigrants. I think they were just black Americans, but when you're dark-skinned, you you have that option, you know. And I guess white people do, and Asian people take on that shit, too, but... Anyway, it's... To me, it says something that the only way we can get a black female president is to import one from fucking Jamaica, you know. Is she even black, though? Because her parents were Indian, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe one of them, and the other one was a native Jamaican. I'm not sure, but I know part of her family, at least, were, like, rich Indian uh, merchant middlemen who, like, exploited the Jamaican people for fucking hundreds of years. Whatever. I mean, I'm rooting for them, I guess. I hope they do a good job. I was rooting for Trump. I wanted Trump to do a good job. I want the country to do well. I just knew it wasn't going to happen. That's how I feel with Biden and Harris. It's like, yeah, I'm rooting for them. It'd be great if they wake up one day and realize that they're fucking hurting humanity, but it's not going to happen. So we get to look forward to at least four years of fucking senile corporate bullshit. Mr. I have no empathy is going to be the fucking president. The man who made it illegal to declare bankruptcy on student loans. The guy who gave credit card companies everything they ever wanted. I mean, he's as corrupt as it comes. He is the fucking corruption. 
And I understand why people would say vote for him anyway to beat Trump, but... I don't want to say I couldn't do it. I could do it. It's not like a uh, a guilty conscience thing. I, I chose not to do it because I think it's fucking stupid strategically to fucking vote for these people. You have to hold them hostage. And that's... I guess that makes me an accelerationist. But... You know... It's called holding your politicians accountable. The Republicans do it. They call the politicians bluff. And they get fucking things done. Democrats, even the voting base, is too chicken shit to call the bluff of the Nancy Pelosi's of the world. You have to have some fortitude. You have to have some strength. Tell them to go fuck themselves. And they'll come around. They will. If they thought they were going to lose, if they didn't go left, they would go left. But they know they don't have to. Because people like Anna Kasparian will demand you vote for him and then push him left once he's elected. Well, that's not how it works. It just doesn't. Never has, never will. So Noam Chomsky can go fuck himself too. Oh, the environment. Noam Chomsky, I swear to Christ, is the most overrated fucking intellectual of our time. This is a man who, like, has nothing to say about politics. Like, the world could be burning, and he doesn't say shit. And then comes out and just gives these terrible takes. And I'm sorry, dude, if your number one reason to defeat Trump is because of the environment, as critical as that is, and I might lose people here, but, like, there are more immediate needs for people. So, like, his whole thing about, like, rising sea levels, well, guess what, Noam? The sea levels are going to rise. They just are. Now, what are you going to... Are you going to help me? Because, like, I can't do anything about climate change. That's how I feel anyway. I get annoyed by that, man. His book... I've read his, a lot of his books. I like his his writing. He makes a lot of good points. He pulls no punches when it comes to unapologetically saying the truth about American empire. You know, but... On domestic policy, he's got absolutely no fucking critique. Or not one that I can see. And his politics, his political strategy is just, I mean, there isn't one, you know. So, I, you know, it's 2020. There are more relevant people than fucking Noam Chomsky. God bless the man. So, that's how I feel about that. Well, I was going to do a whole segment about Force the Vote and Jimmy Dorn, AOC and all that, but I think everyone's tired of hearing about it, it's been done to death, and I just want to get this thing published so I don't have to think about it anymore, but yeah, anybody who's against it is being ridiculous, it's a good idea, <clears throat> and we gotta, we gotta push for it, there's no point having people in there if they're not gonna fight, so, that's my opinion, um, alright, I'm just gonna go ahead and publish this bitch, it's been a waste of an episode, so... Everyone, keep your heads up, and uh, I don't know, maybe good things will come. We'll see. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.